Welcome to Streaming Surfers, everyone. My name is August Ricardo. My name is Jesse Davis. And back again is Emma Gollum. Here she for is. Guest appearance. It's here for. It's our time for our monthly dose of Emma. Yes. <laughs> Has it been every month, actually? I think so. Yeah. At least once a month. Wild. Insane. Awesome. How How does it feel to be back? Feels great. What do you think of the new studio? Of the new studio, the studio looks fantastic. Right. The decor is wonderful in here. Right. Um, it's a great space. I so. put it. The most infuriating thing about it for me is that little poster right there. You know the one. I won't oh, say yeah. it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> Not because I like have any ill will, because it's small and it really yeah, yeah. throws it's, it it's off. Smaller than the other posters. And that's a bit of a bummer. It is, I'm half tempted to text a person and be like, send me the file and I'll print it myself. Right. But then on the other hand, I'm like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we have a lot of news. We do. And some big news happened today. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to start with that or do you want to end with that? Let's start with it. Okay. And then we can, because we might not talk about it for very long or we might talk about it for a real long time so then we can judge how long we can talk about other news recording. I um <laughs> alright so ScarJo that's the AC oh, yeah. that Jesse always insists I turn off um I always insist you turn it on August you will not gaslight me on this podcast <laughs> well here it is it's in re- it's in record form you can't you can't fight me on it now yeah. um ScarJo files lawsuit against Disney over release of Black Widow. Uh, so, basically, from, I'll break it down, I think, from what I understand of it. So, and this is one of the articles I did actually bother to read. So, yeah. as I understand it, her contract stipulated a, like, exclusive theatrical release. Mm-hmm. And also, her contract gave her a cut of the box office. Right. So, when they released it with Premiere Access and um, with... Uh, online, not online, with like theater, when it was a split release, right. that screwed her out of an estimated 50 mil? Yep. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, so what are our thoughts on that? Uh, well, have you heard part two of the news? Is it that Disney was like, wow, way to, way to, way to complain about COVID, ScarJo? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, this also was like, response. I didn't, I didn't it save its response, but I was like, wow, that's a pretty... Exactly. Like, move. <laughs> they breached a contract. There's no way around that. Like she's entitled to all yeah. of the money that she didn't get because, like, realistically, with the theatrical lease now, it's or with both of them, yeah. Like she's turned right. out on fifty million dollars. Uh huh. Because right. the majority of her contract states that her salary comes from the theatrical release only. Right. And it was like you can have an exclusive theatrical release, but. It was, that's just ridiculous, honestly. Right. And apparently she's only gotten paid $20 million for the movie so far, which means that her paycheck is uber tiny. Yeah. Mega itty bitty compared to what it should be. It should be approximately $70 million so far. Right. And it's currently 20 Right. Like, if it was already, like, Three hundred million dollars, and she was she was nickel and diming them about the the fifty. Yeah. Or if it was a smaller amount, like ten, and she was had already made like a hundred million dollars off it, I could see Disney being like, "Wow, wait, wow, Elephant we in didn't the- make COVID." <laughs> but also, like realistically, 
realistically, it shouldn't matter. But exactly, about it shouldn't matter at all it's because in it's in the contract. contract. It's, right, it's, it's in the law. That is what it says. Right. It. Because he's trying to fight it, and you're like, "What are you fucking fighting?" It's literally right. in the contract that you both signed. It really boggles my mind that it's happening at this point. Like that's the thing that I find interesting about it. Yeah. Because yeah. went over her head with it. Like they didn't tell her. I mean. Yeah, but also she was promoting it. Exactly. Like she was doing the junket, and she was saying, "Yeah, it's on." Like it's not like they showed Scarlett Johansson exclusive ads that just said theaters, and then she's like, "Is this on Disney Plus?" And they're like, "No." Well, absolutely not. She was contracted to. I know, and I also know Marvel Disney. Yeah. <laughs> until after a certain period, and I'm sure that that period was yesterday. Right. Or like this morning. Yeah, probably. Because it broke like a couple hours ago. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it was probably yesterday. Well, she probably filed it at 9 a.m. <laughs> right. Because I think the news first dropped at like noon. 10 a.m. I didn't see it till noon, but I mean, I've been cleaning all day. But yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, give her her money. Right. Yeah. Plus, you're fucking Disney. You have more money than God like 11 times over. Right. $50 million dollars. Pocket change. You throw that at, at like, you throw $50 million at anybody who comes to you and says, like, ah, you remember this Disney ride? <laughs> and <laughs> so just fucking give her her money. Yeah. Yeah. Do the math. Figure it out. Give her her money. Right. I mean, you know how especially Marvel is with the female superheroes, and that definitely has something to go into it. I mean, like, they might not think it does, but it definitely does, because this would never happen with, like, a Captain America movie, or even if even now. Right, You know, right. it would be written into his contract that he would make so much, and, like, Robert Downey Jr. would make this much. But, like, historically... Oh, my God, can you imagine if they screwed RDJ out of $50 million? Yeah. That wouldn't fly. And as soon as and they, they wouldn't even fucking think of it. Right, because yeah. as soon as the decision was made to do a a dual release, they would have amended his contract. Right. I actually do have a fun ScarJo and RDJ story. Oh, please. And this is someone. This isn't my anecdote, but I met this guy at a bar once, and he uh, has a like um, entertainment media company, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. And he was in charge of booking for like Dallas Comic Con or something, right? Yeah. And they wanted RDJ at Dallas Comic Con, which was a very tall order. <laughs> so they called RDJ, you know, they got his people on the line. And then they're like, Robert, how's it going, man? It's good to talk to you. And then he's like, all right, what's your offer? <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. And same thing with ScarJo, the same thing happened. Well, so they said, RDJ said, what's your offer? And then they said, we'll give you $1 million and we'll comp travel. And then he said, not even close, and hang up, hung up on them. So then they're like, all right, plan B. So they called ScarJo. And then said, ScarJo, how's it going? And then she said, I want what, I want what Rob, well, I don't want the same as Rob. And they're like, ooh, can't do that. And then she's like, all right, have a great day. And then she hung up on then them. Then they got Sebastian Stan for, like, a t-shirt. They did get Sebastian like, Stan. I want to go. Yeah. Right. I love him they're so like, much. Because he's just like, ooh, me, I want to go. They're like, we'll let you, Sebastian Stan. Take pictures with people. He's like, <laughs> and he you was like, me, though, I want to just give them a good time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just want them to have a good time. I just wanted to be like that's not like true, but like you know, right? It's just I. It's something that he he just did it without. Yeah. Right. A second thought because he just wanted to be with the fans. 
Exactly. <laughs> Moving on. But yeah. Unless we have any. Other uh, yeah. The long and short of it, Disney would never do this with a male actor. Yeah. Um, and also stop trying to blame this issue on COVID. It's one hundred percent a thing you did. And also, uh, you should have amended your contract if you were going to blame it on COVID. And also, um, just give the woman her money. God fucking damn. It, it yeah. shouldn't. Have, she shouldn't have even had to sue for them because the fact that she is suing for them indicates that she definitely went talked to them about it beforehand was like hey guys like can i have more money because no, like, this isn't working out the way that i it says in my contract it was going to and they were like uh no she said i'm if it if you don't give me more money i'm gonna sue you and they're like yeah right woman Ooh. knows how to sue people that's fucking funny Ooh. and then she did and now they're pissed um speaking of lawsuits the morning show Season two delay triggers a forty-four million dollar lawsuit. Oh shit! So, um, basically, from what I understand, and this one, it was a little hard to decipher, Mm -hmm. but I think if I understand what it was correctly, and you know, this is me. I'm not a hundred percent on this. I'm I'm looking at the microphone as if to look to you, the audience, to say, (laughs) please don't quote me on this. Please don't subpoena me if this is wrong. I'm not perjuring, but from what I understand. The morning show had insurance on it mm. um, in the event of, like, like COVID. Like a global mm. pandemic or something? Yeah. I mean, not like before, but, like, when they went back for season two or whatever. Mm. They yeah. had, like, insurance on all of it. So, from what I understand and what I read, it appears to me as though the morning show season two has been delayed. And Apple is trying to claim the insurance money. But I think because it's in post-production now, mm-hmm. the insurance company says, no, that's not what you're insured for. You're insured for, like, onset COVID delays, not general COVID post-production shenanigans. That actually makes sense yeah, to me because, right. like, you don't need... When you're on set with people, you can't be around people, like, if yeah. it's COVID. But, like, post-production, you're in a room with, like, two people. Yeah. You're editing, you're doing whatever, like, it's people in different places yeah. doing remote work. It doesn't the insurance company is saying, they have laptops, shut up, we're not giving you $44 million. <laughs> Zoink, scoop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that honestly makes sense to me. I kind of side with the insurance on this. I was like, yeah. you don't need that. Like, Apple, just get off your fucking high horse. You don't need that much money. You're fucking Apple. Yes. Shut the fuck up. Okay, yeah, so that's what it is. Disney. Um, so, yes, they had a... Um, they had imminent peril uh, insurance. Mm, yeah. There's yeah, no imminent peril not, here. Yeah. Post production, literally, I could, like, it's remote work. Yeah. Right. They hire they have, people from around the world. They're like, edit this. Here's the files. There right. you go. You sit in your room on your computer. It's like, that's not right. imminent peril. That's just like, you just want money. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it, it, if you can't have the whole gang all together in a room, it might make it a little more difficult. But uh, difficult well, enough to not, claim forty-four million dollars no. worth of insurance money? No. We've we're long past the time where like, oh my god, how do we work separately? Right. Like, Zoom exists. We figured that out a while ago. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Like, just make like a Google Drive with all the dailies. Exactly. <laughs> or maybe I don't understand this lawsuit correctly, but I think that's what it is. Um. So moving on, circling back back to Marvel news, mm-hmm. looping around. Uh. You want to talk about Spider-Man? I suppose I don't have a choice. Well, I mean, not much, not a whole lot to talk about. But basically, um, that trailer that hasn't come out yet. Yeah. Maybe it's Monday. Maybe. maybe. It could be any day. 
basically, um, from what I understand, dude, I gotta say, <laughs> what Sony did on Tuesday took balls. What did they do? Oh, yeah. So, last Thursday, I believe it was, was the day that the entire internet was like, the trailer's coming out this day. Yeah. And then, it didn't. Then on Tuesday, Sony released this fucking ad. Not for No Way, or kind of for No Way Home, but it's like, you should buy Far From Home and Homecoming too. Yeah, it was like, catch up. Catch up. Catch up. Anyone who's seeing this movie has already seen those movies twenty thousand fucking times. Right. It's like we're not we're not waiting on like that. <laughs> I really took balls for Sony to also, be like tune into our old movies. Yeah. Also, uh, I've seen this all over social media. I'm not sure if it's true, but like it seems true because they're just videos of it. Like movie theaters are releasing like fan made posters they are. for the movie. Yeah, and that are obviously approved by Marvel. Because then they wouldn't, the movie theaters wouldn't be able to release those posters. Because they're just like fan made, they're like fan art posters. They're like boss logic yeah, shit. Yeah. And he he's worked on several of the more recent Marvel posters. Like he did both. Um, he he did work on Infinity War and Endgame, but these are not like official licensed posters. Yeah. They're yeah. fan posters. But no, so apparently it's Spider Man Week. Is that a? Th- I didn't know that was a thing. Or it's Spider Man Fan Week, and I guess the. Monday is Spider-Man Day? Huh. Maybe then they'll release it. Maybe. That's what people are saying now. It's literally four months away and we have not even a fucking teaser or anything about So, I want them to not do a trailer or to release the trailer the day after the movie comes out. So, they won't do that, but, um... I really want them to. Basically, the thing that I read, and this is what people have been saying and insiders have been saying, basically, the reason there isn't a trailer yet is because Sony doesn't know how the Delta variant's gonna pan out and they don't want to say Spider-Man's coming in December and then Spider-Man not have coming. Is that the same thing with Multiverse of Madness because that trailer has not come out either and that's in November. No, no November is, is in the, March. It's in March? Yeah. Oh, it's on um, Eternals is in November, but we've gotten like our first teaser. Yeah. Yeah, well we got the trailer for Eternals. I think we'll get a another I think we'll get Spider-Man before we get a second Eternals cuz it went first Shang-Chi trailer, Eternals trailer, mm-hmm. second Shang-Chi trailer, then presumably it'll go First Spider-Man trailer, second Eternals trailer. Yeah. Or maybe none of that will happen. I don't know anything. Um, and then our other Marvel... Oh! A hot scoop. A real rumor. A cute one at that. <laughs> oh, man. Um, is Letitia Wright fired? Question mark. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say no. So, here's what it is. Um, since, um, she's the only Black Panther cast member who hasn't been confirmed to come back. Oh, really? Yes. And, uh, what I had seen going around, because I don't know if you guys knew this, she has been (sighs) vocally kind of anti-vax. Oh, so, the new hot scoop is that, uh, Michaela Cohen, is that her name? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Is actually been recast as Sherry. Oh. Oh. Well. Yeah, yeah, I mean. I mean, you know, 
you get what you pay for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, she's been like that. I mean, they don't fuck around with any of that. Yeah. As they shouldn't. Right. Because this shit is not getting any better. It's getting right. worse right now. You're going to have a little uptick, but then... Yeah. Because of people like her, and if she's peddling that, and she's a very prominent member of a huge fucking fan base that people look up to... Right. They're not really going to want someone like that, but also, like, that throws a wrench in it, because... Shuri is a very loved character. Yeah. But honestly, realistically, knowing this fan base, I don't think that they're going to mind if... Yeah, if they were like, hey, she said, ooh, maybe these vaccines... And these vaccines came too quickly, yeah? And they'd be like, we're going to replace her. Is that fine if everyone... People would be like, yeah. Yeah, probably. But also, like, double standard. Fire fucking Chris Pratt. If, right. If, like, if you're firing her, fire fucking Chris Pratt because nobody wants him. He's right. a terrible fucking person. And <laughs> nobody in the cast of those movies particularly likes him either. Dave Bautista and buddies, I thought. I mean, yeah, but Dave Bautista's not much better. He's just <laughs> quieter about it. Yeah, do that. No, Chris Pratt, like, I recently saw a tweet from Chris Pratt that was, like, bringing light to a sexual assault that Tom Hiddleston experienced. Uh, he was, like, joking. Oh, about I did see that. Yeah, he what? literally joked. He's like, yeah. uh, Tom Hiddleston... I saw a tweet um, oh. a bunch of stuff about Tom Hiddleston being sexually assaulted, not assaulted, but sexually harassed, and... This, he was uh, in a play, Well, yeah. and this girl in the audience, like, just went to town on herself when he was there. And I'm that scared. is... Yeah. Yeah, and, and then, Tom Hiddleston came out and said that this was not good, this is... It classifies, obviously, as sexual assault, yeah. and Tom Hiddleston was like, or uh, Chris Pratt said in his tweet, like, and he subtweeted this and all these articles being like, oh, like, some shit about, like, oh, yeah, well, that's, like, that's a great way he was like, show to go. He was like, sounds like you're doing a good job to me, Tommy. Something like yeah. that. Ugh. And it was fucking disgusting. And yeah. I'm like, fucking fire him. Yeah. He's openly homophobic, transphobic, like, I feel like he's quiet about COVID stuff because I, in my, am convinced that he's anti-vax. Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably. But he's, like, quiet about it, but also, like, you know, double standard. Right. If you're gonna fire Letitia Wright, fire him. Yeah. Right. Nobody would care if you recast cast him. Honestly, nobody would fucking care. Right. Especially because Letitia Wright's comments, like, don't get me wrong, we're definitely wrong. But also, if I recall correctly, from when they happened a couple months ago, she was like, "Hmm, vaccine came out kind of quick." Huh? Yeah. It was. And it, it wasn't like a whoa, guys, don't get vaccinated. It, it was. She wasn't like, like throwing around claims of autism or anything. Right. She was no, like, she was it was just like, like general suspicion, which isn't great. But, but then like, she also deleted that, like, it never came up. Yeah, and then posted something where she was like, okay, I didn't have all the facts. Yeah, because yeah. presumably because Kevin called and said, hey, you better fucking take that down. Right. Um, that That's my assumption of how that shook out. <laughs> yeah. That's, mm, don't love it. Yeah. Moving on. Uh... First, look at Hawkeye. Yeah, I saw. Oh, yeah, I saw that. It's a picture. It's but a picture. It, looks, it looks fun. He grew his hair back. That's he did. He doesn't have that. It's good for him. The mohawk. I mean, I'm heavily anticipating this show just because I feel like it's going to give us more of a comic accurate representation of Clint Barton because yeah. the MCU Clint Barton fucking sucks. Facts. So hopefully we're going to get better. And Kate Bishop is awesome, and I love her. I love Kate Bishop. So I'm really excited for it. I am very excited, especially after. The Wids. The Widow. Like yes. Widow. It's not the no, no spoiler. No spoiler. But I'm excited about that. You should watch the movies. Yep. You know what I'm talking about. Right. I'm excited about that um, and what they're going to do. But Same. Yeah. I, it's very anticipated and I think the visuals look really cool. So. 
Because that's the first picture we've seen that's not like set pictures, so I think yeah. That, yeah. that looks that looks like cool. that that was the first like doctored and released picture and I'm like I like I fuck with this. Yeah. I'm so excited for Lucky the Pizza Dog. Lucky the Pizza Dog. <laughs> Do you think Clint Barton's gonna die? I think he's going to retire, but for actually this time. Right. I, um, maybe, maybe we'll see more Renner as, like, guy in the chair for the Young Avengers. I wouldn't mind that particularly, but also I mean, Renner. There's stuff that I have predictions about that I cannot talk about because it has to do with predictions that come from Black Widow. Yeah. And spoilers. We, can just, uh, yeah, we talked about Black Widow. We talked about Loki okay. spoilers last week. A little so, bit. spoilers for Black Widow. Um, post credit scene. There's been a lot about, you know, Clint uh, with, with Apple products at Marvel movies. In Endgame, Clint had a Samsung phone. And other... But, and Valentina had an iPad. So that's what makes me think that he is not a good guy, that something's going to switch in that. Because, like, that, they don't fuck up with that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. That was also after the whole Apple contract where you're like, okay, you can use our phones, but you they have to be used only on good guys. Right. And... With that, I mean, I'm sh- like, Yelena is, is going to be in the show, probably. <laughs> She's going to be, like, the main antagonist. Yeah, part but of also, like, I feel like there's going to be something... I don't think that she's going to be, like, the main antagonist. I think there's going to be, like, an episode in the middle or something where she's like, I'm going to kill you because you, cause you killed uh, Nat, and then he's going to be like, I super didn't, though. Yeah. I saw this theory the other day that was, like, it pretty much boiled down to... Oh my god, it was really stupid. Um, so the general idea was, where the fuck is Val getting the idea that, like, or that Clint killed Natasha? Well, how right. does he know that they were together on Vormir? That's exactly what That's it is. It. I, ass- I know why <laughs> Right. So, s- this theory was that, oh, the Red Skull's back on Earth and just talking shit well, about Hawkeye? The thing is, like, with his deal that he made while being on Boromir, he has to be there while the stone is there. And technically the stone was not there anymore, so he could have come back, he could have tried to restart Hydra. No, he I mean... I talked to Valentina and then been like, oh yeah, he's trying to start shit, you know? I mean, I, mean, I guess, yeah. but I truly, like, from where I'm sitting, don't get why the Red Skull would even bother with that. He'd be like, oh yeah, Hawkeye's on the top of my takeout list. Right. Well, but also, Steve put the stone back, so... He but he put it back, but he was off for a while, you know? The Red Skull was able to leave for a while. That's the yeah. only way that Valentino could possibly know. Well, I mean, I also assumed yeah. at some point that the Avengers had, like, a press conference where they were like, this is what happened. Um, presumably. Yeah, that would make sense. They were like, yeah. Black Widow died to save the world. To save all of you's... I was thinking about this earlier, actually, because um, I rewatched Ant Man and the Wasp earlier, yeah. and I thought about the um, if the other half got snapped. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I had originally thought my because like, we talked about this like last year when they announced What If that I thought that would be their pro- and I do think they're gonna do that. Like I yeah. do think they will do it when. And I had originally thought that shit would be handled way faster. Yeah. Because they'd have Pim there and he'd be like, all right. I know how to make this work. Um, I got all these fucking particles. Let's go. But then I actually realized, would anyone know where any of the stones are? No. Of nope. the other half? It's because Thor was the only one who knew where the reality stone was. Because Cause, yeah. Because Thor is the only one who knows that. And then 
Um, Nebula was the only one who knew where the Soul Stone was. Yeah. I. Well, I mean, I guess she said it, like, on Titan. She was like, when they were fighting, she was like, oh yeah, they went to Vormir and also... Oh wait, no, Gamora knows where it is. Yeah, but she's dead. Oh, Like, not stone. Like, not snap dead. But, like, my thing would be, I suppose... Well, because I do think the reality stone would be fine, because presumably the Guardians knew that it was with the Collector. Yeah. So, they would just swap like a and they would just do a um getting this power stone and reality stone at the same time sort of situation. Uh, yeah. and strange would know what's up with the time stone but would anyone know the tesseract's the space stone probably not because i assume no. that they would just think that's a weird fucking cube yeah yeah because no, no we didn't we didn't know that it was i mean we knew but i mean like, we as like an audience who knows what the infinity in, stones I mean, are like, them they didn't know <laughs> yeah what it was and i mean it was never i mean if you're not an avid marvel fan you you didn't you're like oh that's a tesseract you didn't know it was an infinity stone until right. you know then i was like yeah, <laughs> i think only loki would have known he's dead dead so yeah they would just be like fuck we got we got five <laughs> <laughs> shit God damn it. <laughs> um, moving on. One more Marvel thing. Um, Jake Johnson confirms he's in talks to return for Spider-Verse 2. Which I, like I don't. Was I actually... Uh, a, like a yeah. poster that came out about it today? No, I don't think so. I didn't something, see one. I saw something on social media about like a poster. But then some people were like mad about it, and I don't know what was oh, about it. I didn't it. see that. I mean, I'm not the arbiter of all movies, but... Um. I agree with you, August. I, while I love Jake Johnson and always want more of him and more things, I do not want to see the return of Peter B. Parker. If he came back and voiced another Spider-Man, okay. I also wouldn't hate a cameo. Yeah, or a like, cameo, or like if, a check-in on how he's doing, but I don't, like, his arc is complete, I don't need to see more. If they were like, Peter, we gotta go save the multiverse, he'd be like, no, 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 I'm... I'm making scones for me and my wife. Go away. <laughs> my wife is pregnant. I cannot go away. <laughs> That'd be fine for me. Um, I think we ended the arc in a satisfying place. Yeah. So I don't need to see more of it. Mm-hmm. Um, should we move on to... Oh, one more Marvel. The last Marvel, actually. New Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special info. Oh, yeah. It's a crack in 40 minutes. Cool. And it is actually canon and very important because you have to watch it to know what's going on in volume three apparently word so that's can do james gunn yeah uh moving on you want to do dc or do you want to break it up break it up all right uh tiffany haddish and lakeith stanfield are in talks to star in disney's the haunted mansion i a reboot yeah because they're trying it again Trying all the movies again. I actually love the original Haunted Mansion movie with Eddie Murphy. I watched it once on ABC Family. (laughs) It's wonderful. We watched it recently. Not like recently, but like within the past year, I think. Yeah. Um, It's a lot of fun. And I think that the two of them would be uh, a good pair for that movie. I think it'd be fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I think with, like, adequate special effects, too. I mean, like... Yeah. Yeah? Because, I mean, the other one... <laughs> I... It was, it was what it was yeah. for the time, but I, I, I'm excited to see... I guess this yeah. might as well happen. Like, I mean, at least it has a story, I guess. Right. Well, it's been ten years. 
Yeah. Oh, it's been way more. No, I know, but like every there's a whole Disney thing where every ten years they remake their movies and yeah, yeah. That's what they do with doing with all the. There's a whole thing with Walt Disney saying like keep the magic alive and redoing movies. Also, anti-Semitism. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, South Park creators aim to buy Casa Bonita. Good. Keep it alive. It's an American staple. Isn't it? Well, this is a historical landmark. I mean, it you is. Can't tear the, it the company, like the actual restaurant, Casponita, filed for Chapter Eleven in April. Yeah. Well, the restaurant is absolute garbage. So I hope they can turn it around. So. I mm. didn't know Casponita was a real thing. I think you were actually the one who told. Yeah. Me. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember that. Because um, yeah, it's an episode of South Park where the whole conflict is, like, one of them wants to go to Casabonita or whatever, and I was like, oh, that's funny. That's a funny name for a Mexican restaurant, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> And then you're like, and then someone, I, I think you or one of you mentioned Casa Bonita, and I was like, that's not real. And then you're like, like, very much is. I remember going there, and I remember a cliff diving gorilla, and a cave, and yeah. animals, and a, I mean, I understand oh, yeah. why you think it wouldn't be real. Well, because they were like, it's a Mexican restaurant named Casa Bonita, and there's cliff divers, and a treasure pirate cave. I'm like, that's not fucking real. Like, uh, I, I totally want to go back, too, and I, because the... <laughs> I feel like I don't if they take over food. ownership, though, it's going to be better. It could be. The Sopapillas were, were bomb, and I want to get wasted off those margaritas that look look delicious, probably taste like ass, but... I'm sorry, I'm one degree of, se- degree of separation away from the creators of South Park, which is a super fun fact. Right. What? My, my aunt was really good friends with them in high school, because oh. uh, they went to Evergreen High School. Um, they were in the same year and everything, but yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it's just a sweet. fun, fun little fact. But honestly, I feel like new owners, even if, even if they're bad, I'm just like anything would be better than that food. Right. So yeah. They need to keep keep the sopapillas the same though, because those are literally incredible. Oh, the sopapillas were bought. Never been, because I thought it was a fake place. <laughs> they called it Mexican Disneyland. I'm like, it's this isn't Lakewood. a real place. It's also next to a liquor store, a Dollar Tree, and across the street from a Dutch Bros. Yep. It is very weird, and it's just a gigantic big building that is just way deeper than it looks on the outside. Oh, yeah. It just keeps going. It's huge. It's gigantic. Guess I'll have to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Arthur is officially ending after 25 years. I see a lot of people are upset about this. I'm not. I think 25 I think, years is perfectly I mean, adequate. Exactly. I think it's I think like an off moment, but it's like, you know, the, I don't really have a His teacher was gay. They had, like, actually, they had, like, lesbians on it in like 2003 or something yeah. uh so many memes and i don't think they'll stop like playing reruns or whatever there's enough arthur to fill pbs kids forever and ever right now right let it let it let it die yeah. it had a great great run yeah and they've said all they need to say really yeah you know play those reruns teach those like kids streaming services too probably oh yeah pbs something. i think yeah probably yeah i mean it might be on HBO, actually. Because I know that's where Sesame Street is, yeah? Yeah. I think it's where all the PBS kids are. Yeah. Lucasfilms hired deepfake YouTuber Shamook, the O's or Zeros, whose video tweaking the Luke Skywalker VFX in The Mandalorian has over 2 million views. Yeah. Just I think that's dope. Hire Sebastian Stan. I mean, yeah, that's. <laughs> he looks identical. I think this guy actually did just crash Sebastian Stan's face on. It looks more like Sebastian Stan than it does like... Sebastian Stan would do it in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. he said so. Just like, hire him. He's like, no one's called me. Right. He 
he looks exactly like. <laughs> no, it would be great casting. Yeah. Uh. I hope Jesse hasn't seen this one. Oh, okay. Uh, this is it's time for the annual. Jesse or August reads a thing he hopes Jesse hasn't seen yet. Netflix buys action thriller Fast and Loose, starring Will Smith, with Deadpool two director David Leitch helming. The film follows a man who wakes up in Tijuana with amnesia, who learns he's been living two lives: one as a crime kingpin and the other as a CIA agent. Oh. That is so my shit! I know. Oh, I can't wait to see Will Smith face off with himself. Again. <laughs> no, I mean, like, that's like. Oh it's God. like the movie Face Off. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not Face Off, but it gives me. I was like, what face about that vibes. is Face Off? It gives me kind of Face Off vibes. Because it's gonna be bad, but, like, fun? No, no, it's gonna rock. It's gonna be awesome. I can Speaking of Will Smith movies, did either of y'all see the trailer for King Richard? That's next, you goon. <laughs> that looks fucking amazing. We'll let August read the news. Yeah. Do you have anything else to add about Fast and Loose? I'm so excited to see Fast and Loose. Where does it rank? Does it does it overtake the bullet train? No. God, I can't wait for that. I don't really see how that title goes into that plot, though. Because he's been living life fast and loose. You know? Because he's a drug kingpin. And also a CIA agent. That's pretty yeah, fast. That was loose. Same thing. Yeah. Just fast and loose. <laughs> um, fine. So Will Smith plays Venus and Serena Williams' father and coach in the first trailer for King Richard. I have not seen the trailer for that. It looks like it's going to be an amazing performance from Will Smith. Potentially, potentially putting him up there again for for another award, for an award. He's been nominated a couple of times. And deserved it a couple of times, but never won. Yeah. And this one looks like it, it it could be him getting up there again. Yeah. Back in his good acting phase. I am, um, you know. <laughs> Will Smith is also one of my very favorite actors ever. Uh, here's my thought on this, you know. I it's probably going to be good. I mean, it looks good. And it doesn't, I mean, but it's very odd to me that they're like, who should be our POV character for the Venus and Serena Williams movie? Oh yeah, their, their father, a man. That's because yeah. they, he is... Well, I do understand, like, contextually why. Mainly because it'd be very difficult to make, you know, a movie that shares focus between the both of them equally. Um, it's more from the fact that in every interview ever, they've been like, hey, Venus, hey, Serena, why are you such great tennis players? Or why are you so successful? They're like, my dad, my dad, my dad, it's my dad, it's my dad. My dad is why. No, I mean, I know that. I'm just saying. That's just my, my thought. It's, like, it's a, maybe not the greatest thing in the world, but like, you know. Uh, disagree, but I get where you're coming from. Right. Um, Ghostbusters trailer. Uh, I, I did see that. I saw it on um, TikTok. What's her name? She's acting in it. The little girl she was in. McKenna oh, Grace. McKenna Grace, yes. She was like reacting to the trailer and it was really cool. I mean, it seems really fun. It has Tom Wolfhard and McKenna Grace. Yeah. It seems fun. Yeah. It's like, it's not like, it's not like the, the, the women Ghostbusters. 
Actually, that's Ghostbusters Answer the Call. It has its own subtitle now. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Afterlife. But it's like, you know, they find the Ghostbusters car and they're like, this is fucking cool, bro. And it's like an actual, like a a sequel to Ghostbusters. Right. Which I actually, I really love. I think it's a good one. Yeah, I'm excited for the movie. Um, I've not watched the trailer yet. I was gonna, I think I sent it to myself on Twitter and I just haven't gotten around to Mm-hmm. Looking at the shit I saw myself, um, but yeah, you know? yeah. Paul Rudd's there too, right? He is. He's like a, he's an English teacher, I think. Of he is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to anyone else, but Jesse and I's first conversation was like about how Paul Rudd wasn't an actor; he'd be an English teacher. Yeah, I don't even know how that that subject broached. I have no idea how it came up, but it did. Uh. New details for the next Predator movie. Titled Skull has a female lead similar to The Revenant follows the Predator's first journey to Earth three-fourths complete and still uncertain if it'll be R-rated or PG-13 in order or in reverse order. Make it R though, yeah. Like, don't make a PG-13 Predator movie. Yeah, if it's Predator, make it R. Great filming. Is it like a predator in like ancient Mesopotamia, just like wrecking shop? I mean, maybe. Well, because in the Predator canon, predators have come to Earth for centuries, right. millennia. They've just been like these cavemen, so fun to hunt. And then they're like, they have guns now, and we don't like this. <laughs> but also, we're the predator, so it's about the thrill of the hunt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> similar to the Revenant. Cool. That sounds cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, lady lead. Cool. Um, is it a lady predator? A pred-a-lady? Or is it just like, again, like an ancient Mesopotamian lady just being like, oh my god, the predator. <laughs> oh shit, the predator. <laughs> she speaks with an American accent. Yeah. No, British, because anyone who doesn't live in actual America has a British accent. Right. That's true. Uh, and Predator Skull. Sure. Thumbs up. Cool title. <laughs> yeah. I, frankly at this point in my life do not care about Predator I have not seen a single Predator movie but cool Robert Kirkman says there are quote massive efforts going in to make sure the live action Invincible film experience is unique compared to the animated series cool I hope yeah. it is I Except do too they should cast J.K. Simmons as Omni-Man also in live action I don't think anybody else could play that role probably gonna be John Hamm though, yeah? Yeah, it's definitely gonna be John Hamm. I mean, but J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons could be, um... fucking perfect. J.K. Simmons will probably end up being the other guy. What other guy? But I feel like that would confuse everybody. Because they're gonna be like... You'll be like the, um... Oh, the agent? No. Agent? No. Cecil? Agent no. Scarface? No. Um... Do you guys know, like, the Invincible comic at all, or no? No, I'm waiting until... Do you want me to say what I'm talking about, or no? Not really. No. I, since I started with the show, I I just wouldn't watch the show until... Okay. Yeah. Um, well, then I won't say what I was going to talk about. All, All the listeners who know the Invincible comic probably know what I'm talking about. Um, man. Do I take the sweet segue... And you have to circle back around to what I the next thing, I do. Speaking of J.K. Simmons, 
Batgirl movie. J.K. Simmons is, in fact, in talks to return to the Batman universe as Commissioner Gordon. I don't hate it. Cool. Yeah. I I think he was... That is great casting. And um, it would be a shame to have his only roles be in a movie that sucked and a remake of the movie that sucked that was not half bad. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'd like, I'd like to see him return. Yeah. Alright. <clears throat> Netflix is developing a live-action Pokemon series. I heard this. I, I bet it, it excites you. I mean, not particularly. Um, I think that... How do I explain it? Okay. Let me figure out the words to articulate this. Um... So, no details were given about it. Mm-hmm. If it's either, like, an adaptation of the games, in which case, I mean, all the games are the same. <laughs> right. I mean, as it gets further on, they've tried plot twists and intrigue. Sure. But I doubt if they make the Pokemon live-action adaptation, they're going to be like, let's start with uh, Gen 4, or Gen 3, um, or even, like, Gen 7, which is when... Which I think is probably the best story. No, it's Gen 5 that was the best story. That was a stupid thing I just said. But this means nothing to you guys. So, basically, the formula for a Pokemon game is, oh, I'm going to get all the gyms, and then also there's an evil team. And then beat them, last gym, Pokemon League. Rinse and repeat. Like, that's just how it is. If it's an original story, fine. I mean, whatever. It's like a tournament. There's so many tournament arcs, man. So many tournament... Well, they should get the people who animated Detective Pikachu to do that, because the animation on that was really good. Yeah. And that's, like, live action, and I think, like, if you have that level of animation, it might be good. But if you have, like, subpar animation with the characters, it, it might not be very, yeah. very, you know. Detective Pikachu has such cognitive dissonance for me, for no other reason than it's so odd seeing them, like, textured... Yeah. Especially because yeah. some of them have different <laughs> textures than I was, like, expecting. Yeah. But if you're doing a live action, you gotta do that. I mean... I mean, I get that. It would be like... weird if they were all perfectly smooth and shit. <laughs> like the French ninja frogs or whatever. I, I expected them to be a little more scaly. They were kind of smooth. Yeah, they were... <laughs> they were pretty smooth. Oh, well, I mean... I like that movie a lot. I love Detective Pikachu. I, I actually had a good time with it. It is it, 100%... And granted, lack of experience, but 100% my favorite Pokemon... Oh, yeah, yeah, property. Certainly no Pokemon red. Lucario, the mystery of Mew. I, I would... A harrowing tale of love and betrayal <laughs> with themes of imperialism and historical revisionist. Actually, but Ryan Reynolds. being honest, <laughs> Pokemon Lucario and the mystery of Mew is a better movie than Detective Pikachu. Damn right but it if is. if I had to, like, if I had to... I had to sit down and watch one. Right, if I was stuck in a room and they were like, you're going to watch this one or this one, it's Detective Pikachu every time. I fucking love Detective Pikachu. I'm not even going to lie. I fucking love it. I'm not ashamed of it. It's wonderful. No, it's great. I mean, I don't don't think that's like an unpopular opinion. Oh, yeah. I mean... Actually, apparently it kind of is. Is it? Apparently a lot of people were like, Detective Pikachu... Like, the opinion I've seen is that a lot of people say that Detective Pikachu lacks a lot of the heart that makes Pokemon special for people, but also Pokemon isn't special for me. So right. I, I mean, I don't movie. care. I think it's fun. I mean, that was funny and I thought it was heartwarming, cute, and 
as someone who likes Pokemon too much for a 20-year-old, but not enough to, like, have a YouTube channel dedicated to it or anything... Sure. I think that... I don't even know what that fucking means. I mean, I suppose that, like, when I am, like, playing... What's it called? My games. I'm like... Yeah. Like, I more or less headcanon, like, a personality for my thing. Sure. I'm like, yeah, I know how my Halucha is. I know how my Alolan Raichu is, or whatever. Sure. But, like, they're all just permutations of, like, the same six personalities that are in all, like, general team dynamics. Right. One's the big strong guy. One's the big, uh, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, one, whatever. This one's the funny one. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I don't know what the heart they're talking about is, because, like, as someone who's played all of the Pokemon games, at least thrice a pop, like, there is heart in them. I put air quotes just now. You did. But I truly couldn't be, like, and there are some, like, nice moments that I do, like, remember, but I'm not like, oh, yeah, I mean, cool moment, but it's not nearly as, I don't even know, I can't even think of one off the top of my head. Probably something in Gen 5, though. Yeah, something in Gen 5. Mm-hmm. I would watch a Gen 5 anime, though. Because, um, or not anime, like a TV show. Because yeah. that's the one where, for those who don't know, in Gen 5, the conf- the evil team, their whole goal is that they want, they're like, hey, maybe we shouldn't enslave Pokemon. Right. That's when you told me about that. I was like, that has that presents a somewhat interesting question. Yeah. And then, at the end, the guy's like, no, actually, um... They like it. Yeah, well, not quite. Well, because it's about the thrill of the battle. That's what they all love. And, and the friendships you make along the way. Although it is also canonical to the Pokemon universe that if you catch one of them in a ball, they're more or less sedated into liking you. Yeah. But, you know. I feel like the heart that Jesse was referring to is kind of like the heart that any strong fan base has to their, like, certain properties. You know, it's like there's Marvel, DC, Harry Potter, Star Wars, Pokemon, what have you. And, I mean, I feel like, I don't know, people are are attached to these certain storylines, these certain characters, and once you break out of that and add new things that aren't necessarily canon to, like, the games or the original shows or movies... They're gonna be like, oh, this is bad. But like, if you're not attached to a girl like me, I'm like, oh, it's really good. So- I mean, I think it's just more so, and I think this will be the biggest issue if they do adapt the like games, is that it's very weird for people. I think, at least, because the whole appeal of Pokemon games, in theory, for me at least, or what I would guess the appeal, like the general public, to be. Is that you make your own team, you know? Right. I make my team, and I, like, know, like, in my own head, oh, my Agron is this, my Sceptile is that. Those are words that are real. <laughs> and if you adapt, the, and everyone has their own team, and everyone has their own little... Right, you get to do it your way. Yeah. And Pokemon did, like, more or less canonize that every single DS cartridge is its own like world in the vast multiverse that is the Pokemon right whatever and I assume that 
it would be frustrating to people if they make a show and they're like, no, actually, um, in Gen 3, the correct starter is Trico. And you right. catch a Swallow and a Vigoroth and a Torkoal and a whatever, whatever, whatever. Right. So that would be my guess, is that the heart that would be missing would be your own personal story is right. not what's represented. And I mean, you know, if you roll the dice perfectly and you somehow in your own headcanon and your own team it exactly matches up one-to-one, cool. And I have had moments like that. Like, I do remember one of my teams is, like, really close to what the manga's team is. And I was like, oh, yeah, nice. I'm a genius. Right. (laughs) But, like, I do understand that being frustrating. Yeah. All right. DC news, yeah? Yeah. Um, So I'm going to... I know Jesse talked about this, um, and I talked about this a little bit, but Legends of Tomorrow... Matt Ryan to switch characters, Amy Louise Pemberton to play human Gideon full-time in Season 7. So Matt Ryan's staying on the show, just playing a different character? Yeah! Why, don't, why can't you... So, that is infinitely more confusing to viewers than it would be to have him be one Constantine in this and a different Constantine in that. Well, so... Or to have one Constantine in this and a different Constantine in that. Yeah. So, to those who don't know... Matt Ryan has had, like, the market cornered on John Constantine right. for, like, eight years at this point. Because he started, he played Constantine, like, the NBC show, mm-hmm. and then every appearance of Constantine since he was voiced or performed in live action, and that fol- that folded Constantine into the Arrowverse, and then he ended up on Legends of Tomorrow, where he's been a staple character for... And the best character. Yeah. Uh, one of them. My favorite character, at least. Yeah. For the past, oh my god, three seasons. Yeah. And guest appearance in the third season, so he's been on for like four seasons. Yeah. And they didn't say this, but it's what it is. Since they're making a Constantine show on um, HBO Max, HBO Max, they're like, uh, John Constantine can't be on the CW anymore. That's too confusing if there's two Constantines. So um, we're, he can't be John Constantine anymore. Why are they canceling The Flash? Who's it to say? It's probably because it is the most popular show on the CW right now. Sure, but, like, they can't have two Flashes. They're going to have three Flashes in the same movie. Yeah. And two Batman. And then another movie with an entirely different Batman. It's not confusing to audiences. This is what gets under my skin about DC, because they do this shit. Well, do you remember... They're not fucking consistent. They have, like, eight different people playing the same character across, like, three different platforms, and you're like... What the fuck? And then Marvel is like, this person. I mean, that's not my... (laughs) That's not my, like, big issue with it. But it's that... It confuses people, It's that they... Well, I mean, I don't know if it confuses... I mean, it might confuse some people. But I think that most... And that's the funny thing about it. Legends of Tomorrow is so niche. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're watching DC's Legends of Tomorrow, you can hash out internally, oh... There's two different John Constantines. Well, especially because DC has stated that the John Constantine is going to appear in the HBO Max show will more than likely be played by a actor of color. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure people will be able to figure out, wait, that's not the guy from Legends. Right. Like, yeah, come, come on, guys. Yeah. And the weirdest thing about it to me also... Um, is that... So there's two weird things. One, 
the character of John Constantine, like all as he is on DC's Legends of Tomorrow, has like arced and gone through character development to the point that he's not even really John Constantine at this point. Right. Like I mean, he has the name and he does magic, and you're like, where's the outfit? Right. But he's like in a stable relationship built on trust and communication, and he's like a team player. Right. Decidedly un John Constantinian things. Like, especially as he'll be presented in the HBO Max show, presumably. Right. And the other thing is, exactly what you guys are talking about, DC is so inconsistent with it, because there's, like, 12 Batman running around. Right. But, if, like... If you're going to be confusing, then be confusing and let it happen, because people will figure it out. It can be confusing, and they'll figure it out. Right. But, like, then you take um, Arrow, like, seven years ago, where they were doing, like, a... They spent, like, three seasons, literally, building up the Suicide Squad. Right. And they did, like, a Kraken 1 Suicide Squad episode. And then they're like, um, we're making a Suicide Squad movie. Never mention them again. <laughs> right. They do, like, a whole mission with the Suicide Squad. And they're like, well, well, we'll meet again, the Suicide Squad. And no, we won't. <laughs> You're all going back to prison and staying there forever. <laughs> this is why I feel like there's such a disconnect between like especially fans of Marvel and DC because fans of Marvel are like fans of Marvel right and there's like the overwhelming majority is like huge fans of Marvel but then you look at DC and the majority is like yeah I'll see I'll see a DC movie they're just casual fans like me like I I like I like Birds of Prey I I I like the Dark Knight movies even though I don't really connect those to other ones you know But it's like, I'm really looking forward to the new Suicide Squad movie, and I love those, but also at the same time, it's like, I still consider myself a casual fan, and I feel like the majority of DC fans, as like the DCEU fans, are like that. Well, because... They don't know what they're fucking doing with making a cinematic universe. Well, because... They have no idea what they're doing. I I mean, I consider myself a fan of DC, honestly, more than I consider myself like a fan of Marvel, as far as like, characters Mm -hmm. and companies and stuff go. Likewise. But... What the fuck am I supposed to do with it, man? You know? Right. Like, maybe this Suicide Squad movie takes place in the same universe as the Birds of Prey movie. And that movie maybe takes place in the same universe as fucking... Suicide Squad. And also, maybe The Flash is in that universe, but too. it's so interesting because right. it's all speculation. There's no confirmation that, like, okay, these yeah. CW shows are totally connected to this, like, to fucking Justice League. Or, they it, are? Because not this different fucking Flash. They're... <laughs> it's a different universe. Like, it's a very... It's established that that it's like a separate multiverse. Yeah, because Ezra Miller shows up. Universe, in... then fucking make it a universe. Don't make it like well, it kind of is. Well, you so commit as exactly. it stands now, all the CW stuff, with one exception maybe, yeah, is all connected. Because, and then maybe the new Superman show isn't, but. That's just more a matter of it hasn't crossed over with anything yet. Yeah. But I believe it was supposed to anyways, and then just due to COVID, they weren't able to. Mm-hmm. And that is its own Earth. And then also Stargirl's on a separate Earth. And then Titans is its own Earth. And Doom Patrol... It... <laughs> so Doom Patrol had a backdoor pilot in Titans... But the Doom Patrol show is a different universe than that Doom Patrol in Titans. See, it doesn't make sense. That's my issue. It doesn't right. fucking make sense. You look at Marvel, you're like, since 2008. I'm saying, like, there's properties before that, but before that it was mostly animated shows. 
uh, but like every and, like, single property, movies. yeah, and X-Men movies, but every single property since the beginning of the MCU in 2008 with Iron Man, it's all been consistently in the same universe, and that makes sense. And then now we're getting an introduction to multiverses, which brings in X-Men, whatever. You know? Maybe we're not getting an introduction to multiverse, though, who knows? <laughs> I, that's just, I mean, I'm just saying because of the multiverse of madness and all of that. It's in the fucking title. Right? It's not a spoiler for anything, right. it's in the fucking title. <laughs> Who's the say? Um. What, like, what if is canon to the MCU? Yeah. And I mean, all the way up until there, it's like, that's an animated show, and that's people are like, oh, this has nothing to do with what we've seen. Yes, it does. We'll get into that later. But <laughs> Maybe we won't. But, um, no, but I think, you know, the big issue with DC is that, and you know, I've said it before, I'll say it again, um... That they, you know, they brought Zack Snyder in, uh, and they're like, you can make Superman movies and a Batman movie and a Justice League movie. And he's like, all right, I will do a contained five-movie arc. And they're like, no, but also Wonder Woman and the Suicide Squad and Shazam and Aquaman are also happening. So, no. And then everything kerfuffled about, and now it's this mess, and now every movie more or less takes place in its own universe, and then maybe if stuff is responded to well, it can cross over. But like, there's, I there's no plan. They're they're flying. No roadmap. The like, and it does have its merits. I will say, because yeah, if people, phrase, yeah, yeah, if people can make movies that aren't like bogged down with like other continuity, that's fine. Sure. There's some great independent movies, but also it's like their excuse for making everything everything completely inconsistent with everything else is that oh this takes place on a different earth but they're like how did that happen they're like i don't know <laughs> they're like, how did string they theory that? i guess yeah they're just like i don't know it's not my fault. you fucking figure do it out. do you know physics exactly like there's explanations and other properties but like camera pants to chris nolan trying to explain physics well it's an algorithm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like they're like it happens on another earth and i'm just like well well, what does that why? mean? They're like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Earth. Right. Like, well, Treat your audience mean? like 3-year-olds. They're going to continually ask why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Moving on, then. Um, I don't even know what, this, what piece of news this was about. Oh, speaking of other Earths. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, developing Black Superman Project for HBO Max, Senator Valzad. I'm glad that it's Valzad, and they're not just making Clark Kent black So, because is this separate from the other Black Superman thing? I mean, probably. Because... And is Michael B. Jordan Valzad? No. He's not. He's not. Okay. He is... He's just producing it. He's producing it, but he is not going to play the character. Okay. So, cool. Make Valzad. Clark Kent doesn't have to be black. Right. And go by on, that, I mean... Just go on Twitter. Follow some black creators. Um, or some, some just some black people on comics Twitter... And they will explain in far better reasons why making Clark Kent black is not as... It's not the woke movie you think it is. Right, it's not the woke movie you think it is. Especially when characters like John Henry Irons and Valzad and so John many Stewart. others exist. Yeah. And then Peacemaker, the Peacemaker show starring Peacemaker. Uh, yeah. DC schedules the first three episodes of Peacemaker for January 16th. Oh, cool. Uh, I'm excited yeah. we're getting it so soon, actually. Yeah, I am too. I, I'm i very excited. I, uh, 
I'm gonna do this on air, Jesse. You know the bet dollar, the dollar for bets. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're seeing Suicide Squad next Thursday, yeah? Yep. Um, they wanted to bet dollar who one character is gonna live. One character is gonna live. Yeah. Uh, sure. I mean, other than Harley Quinn. God damn it! I was gonna win this bet. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess who's not gonna live? I think that's a pretty fair bet, though. I know. Actually, I feel like Captain Flames. Um, you think Rick's gonna die? Yeah, I just I don't I know. Don't. I, I think that they're gonna keep him and Harley alive. I think those ones are safe for sure. Yeah. I think. King Shark's probably safe. Maybe Polka Dot Man. I that that's my dark horse's po- Polka Dot Man's gonna live. I don't know. Um, I think the character. Are we are we betting on who's gonna live? No, we're betting on. Or let's bet on someone to no, let's bet on someone to live. Someone to live? Because I think that's much harder of a bet. But like other than like. <laughs> Ratcatcher is my my. I think she's gonna live. I think that's a decently safe bet. Polka Dot Man's my dark horse. I think. I don't think I think. I'm gonna discount John Cena. I'm gonna discount Harley Quinn, and I'm gonna discount uh, Flag because okay. I feel like the three of those are pretty safe. Yeah. Sure. I think Boomer's gonna make it out. Oh, I think Boomer's gone. I think Boomer is absolutely out of there. Actually, no. King Shark's my gonna make it out. King Sharks are gonna make it out? Yeah. And I've got Ratcatcher. Alright. Who do you got? Who's gonna make it out? Yeah, yeah. Who's gonna live? Can't be Harley, can't be Rick, can't be Peacemaker. And can't be Ratcatcher or King Shark because we took those. Chomp chomp. I mean, I feel like since I think so hard that Pokemon Man's gonna die, I feel like I'm wrong. So I am honestly might say that just for fun. All right. Okay. Let's say Pokemon Man's gonna live. You know, I was thinking about it, and I was like, I feel like everybody has that opinion that he's gonna die, and I'd be like, maybe he isn't. That dotty boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's Dude, my dark horse. Yeah. Um. Okay. And I believe that David Desmalchian is killing the game. I believe that is all of their news. Yeah. Cool. Either way, it's been an hour. Yeah. So. Let's talk about Loki. Yeah. If we miss anything, we'll catch it next week. Yeah, we will. All like right. a rat cause rat catcher yeah <laughs> um as is tradition Emma yes why don't you recap Loki I'll recap Loki give, give us the back of the DVD box alright back of the DVD box this show takes place in uh it it begins after Loki grabs the tesseract in Endgame and poofs out um while there, he is captured by the Time Variance Authority. And the Time Variance Authority, it talked like Miss Minutes. <laughs> no, I can't do that. I'm begging you not to. <laughs> no, I won't. But um, Time Variance Authority is an authority that grabs variants from the timeline, a thing called the Sacred Timeline, and they protect it. And Loki has broken that. But then he meets Owen Wilson, named a man named Mobius who is protective. He's like, you have to help us solve all of these time murders. And he's like, why? Because it's you. And then uh, it goes Hughes. from there. And then Loki helps Owen Wilson solve time murders by, a, by himself. That's Kinda. all I can say without spoilers. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because that shit was in the trailer. Jacques. A word I continue to use perfectly. (laughs) You've never once used it correctly. (laughs) Um, Oh, also, um, I will say, this is an announcement I'll I'll seamlessly put in. So, I... uh, I have a separate Redbubble account where I just literally design shirts exclusively for me. Sure. And then I buy them through my like on a separate um, thing, so I get paid to make my own shirts and buy them. <laughs> so I made two new shirts today. Uh, they're interchangeable. I want to get your guys' opinion. So it's this famous picture of um. Oh sure. Of a uh, Joker in the Dark Knight kick flipping over Batman. Sure. And I made two of them. One of them's just that. And the other one just says, we live in a society under it. Oh, man. <laughs> That's sweet. But I would like to officially announce, when I was making that, I saw they're adding hats, which means the film opinions... The film opinions hat. Yes. Yes. Woo. That's all there is. We'll, I'll let you guys know when I actually upload that design. Coming soon, I will buy that. Yeah. The, I'm just going to have it I say... A black hat and white font says, film opinions hat. hat. I, I know more day. about movies than you. <laughs> we need that t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Which t-shirt? I saw uh, this t-shirt on, um, we saw this t-shirt on TikTok that I combed the internet for and I could not find it, but it says, um, what is it? I don't uh, give a fuck about your short it film. It says, nobody gives a fuck about your short <laughs> film with an asterisk on the you yeah. and fuck. It's uh, fucking one. hilarious. I love it. <laughs> Uh, with the film opinion shirt or with hat. the film opinions hat yeah I'll be the biggest asshole in the world oh yeah right. like a film class with that oh. I feel like uh, Michael Mayer would absolutely wear it oh. wear it on set Emma wear your film oh, opinions hat oh I totally hat. fucking will oh my god oh that would piss somebody off so bad <laughs> oh no wait hang on exactly I'm gonna, gonna pause for just one second cause I actually do want to tell you guys something off air and I meant to mention this but I can't even let me find the little dongly boy. Tea has been spilt. Um, so, we're back. Yes. So, what did we think of Loki? I love it. I'm a big fan. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's alright. I'm, I'm unsure of where it falls in my ranking of the Marvel shows currently. It's probably my favorite. I think it's number two for me. I think I have... I don't know, it's very close between WandaVision and Loki and then... WandaVision, more like Wanda missing. See, well, I mean, that's my... I couldn't even think of one. <laughs> I mean, certain- I, I love Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but between, like, it's like, bam, bam, bam. Or, like, tie, bam. Like, right, right below. It's it's very close. Might as well be tied, but also, like, in my personal taste and opinion and all my characters that I, I like and I follow. Right. Like, Jesse, you're mm. more into... Captain America. Oh, that's my least favorite, I think. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure. WandaVision is far and away my favorite. And then Loki and Falcon and the Winter Soldier are close. I can't decide which one's two and which one's three. I think... Hmm. I don't know. I think it goes WandaVision, Loki, Fatuas. I'm probably Loki a Fatwasa WandaVision. Okay. Maybe. But they're all like in the Exactly. Top. Oh yeah. They're they're all phenomenal. 
I don't even know what I gave one or Falcon Winter Soldier and One Division, and I probably said I liked One Division more than Falcon Winter Soldier and the Falcon Winter Soldier episode. I think it's just what I had time to ruminate. <laughs> right. Um, I think it's just time I had to ruminate with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I will say, um, something I liked more about Falcon Winter Soldier other than these two in particular, and I think it'll be more like uh, the Falcon Winter Soldier end of the spectrum for Hawkeye and all the other shows. I think I know where you're going with this. And yeah. What am I going to say? That it felt more like watching a Marvel movie. Than no, that was not what I was going to say. Oh, okay. I was going to say um, something I really liked more about Falcon Winter Soldier is that it didn't feel like there was like an aggressive pressure to watch it that like stay up till one in the morning Yeah. and then watch it that very second. Um, I did watch the last two episodes of Loki at like midnight. Mm-hmm. But all the other ones, I was like, I can. We always watch them like thir- or Wednesday evenings or. I Thursday mean, evenings that or... also is on account of me working mornings. Yeah. If it was like with with one division, we would stay up, and like, I I like that pressure though because it's like I wanted to watch it immediately, but it was like. No, it's not like a so lack of wanting to like, watch it. Like oh, I am. Um, it's just like I for. It's just a matter of I felt like um. Because there was so much going on. Like, if I... And this was a thing I encountered. My, um... I mean, vague WandaVision spoilers. I mean, not vague, but who fucking cares at this point. Um, I stayed up till one in the morning watching, a Watching next week's movie, actually. Um, that's the one I watched the first time. I just stayed up and that's oh, what I Oh, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Uh, to watch... The episode after the Halloween episode. Um... Mm. And I, so I watched it, like, the second it came out, like, I actually refreshed it, actually, no, I actually watched it, like, literally, like, two minutes early, it was, like, 12.58, and it was already right. up, and I was like, oh, yeah, Kevin, make me feel validated, <laughs> senpai, <laughs> so I logged in, and I watched it, and then I went to bed, or I didn't go to bed, but I was like, I went to go to bed, and I was like, oh, I can't sleep, and I went on TikTok, and the first thing I saw was an Agatha all along TikTok, right. and I was like, man, it's been five minutes, how do you even have this audio? <laughs> How did this even happen? Yeah. And Loki, like, I feel like if I, um... Uh, we'll talk about it more in spoilers, but, like, if I didn't watch, like, episode four or episode five or episode, like, six in particular, like, right when I watched them, yeah. then they probably would have been ruined for me. Six was the one that, for me, that I was, like, scrolling through Twitter and would see, like, Loki spoilers at the top of the tweet and would be like, nope. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, Falcon the Winter Soldier was, that was far less of an issue. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're like, John Walker did some fuck shit. Gasp. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Jacques oh, Hughes. <laughs> Nailed it again. Not even a little bit close. <laughs> um, do we want to talk performances? Any standouts? Oh. Um, my big standout performance, one of my big standout performances is a big spoiler, so I'm not going to talk about it yet, but I'll talk about it later. Mm-hmm. But Owen Wilson was, yes. I think, my number one stand-up performance for mm-hmm. the, the whole show. He's incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, yeah, he, he was phenomenal. Um, I loved it, and I loved that it was... Uh, it wasn't like a straight dramatic performance. Like, it, this was not his uncut gems. Yeah. But also, it wasn't as goofy as Owen Wilson typically is yeah also uh, and i enjoyed it toss this out there 
y'all better put some respect on Owen Wilson's name. Yep. He's like a classically trained actor who's mm-hmm. buddies with Wes Anderson. Right. Like, he yeah. has writing credits on three of Wes Anderson's movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. Some of his most critically acclaimed. Wedding Crashers is fun and all. But that's not, like, the Owen Wilson bag. Like, I, uh, this is really a spoiler. But, um, I saw the assembled thing, or just this one clip of uh, Tom Hiddleston talking, or Owen Wilson talking yeah. about how yeah. him and Tom Hiddleston went on a date. They, it wasn't a date, but it was absolutely a date. Right. And Tom Hiddleston was like talking about doing Shakespeare. And then he said, oh, and have you ever done Shakespeare? He said, yes, he's ever done Hamlet. I've done Hamlet. It's like just a, it's like an English courtesy to be like, oh, have you ever done this? Even though Tom Hiddleston knew he hadn't. He's just like, yeah. no. <laughs> I'd watch Owen Wilson's Hamlet. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, Gugu Mbathu Ra was also wonderful as mm-hmm. Ravonna Renslayer. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know if this is technically spoiler, but I'm going to say it. Uh, Sophia Di Martino. Yeah, yeah. We not, can not indicating who she plays, but uh, she gave a great performance. Uh-huh. Yes, um, she's probably my standout. Um, also, Kate Heron is not an actor; she's the director. But fucking props, bro. Yeah. yeah. Maybe women should direct more things. Maybe they would be better if they did. Yeah. Who's to say? I don't know. Not Marvel, apparently. Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's in reference to the fact that she's not coming back for season two. Yeah. yeah. But maybe she's doing other stuff. Uh, I hope so. Who's to say? Um, trying to think. Should we just hop into spoilers at this point? Yeah. Yeah. Let's give give her a grade, and we'll hop into spoil the oilies. Um. Oh, you're pointing to me now. I I gave the synopsis. We'll go the other way. Fine. You're the guess. Um. <laughs> like uh. 93? Yeah. I think I'm going to go with a 94. I'm going to do a solid 96. Degrees Word. in the shade. Good A plus for me. Word? It's, yeah. it's whatever, um, it's above what I gave WandaVision in Falcon the Winter Soldier. I don't even know what I gave this. I think I actually gave Falcon Soldier like an 80 something. I think so. Yeah. Um, High 80s. Yeah. So, okay, spoilers. Um, what do you want to talk mm-hmm. about first? Uh, Jonathan Majors is Kang, or the He Who Remains. Who's it's, a Kang? It's Kang. But okay. It's a Kang variant, but uh, the performance was exquisite. He, I saw this tweet, he was talking about how he was a classically trained clown, and he yeah. used that to be... Have you ever done clown training? I have, actually. I have as well. Yeah. That shit is uh, far more... Difficult and like in depth than I thought it would be. I um I remember my junior year of college or high school. They um my like theater director. She said we're gonna do a melody of songs from the Barnum musical. This was before the Greatest Showman. Sure. So this was Barnum, the Barnum musical, and um so she brought in a guy from Circus Circus to uh teach us how to do clown shit. Like, yeah. And we spent an entire semester doing that. And I can log roll to this day. Yeah. Uh, and he actually wanted me to be Barnum, fun fact. Uh, he Because you know, all the songs that Barnum's going through. And he's like, I think I'll should be Barnum. Because he's, he's like teaching me hat tricks or whatever. And she goes, no, August is not going to be Barnum. The suit, the suit's for Will. <laughs> sure. Uh, no, it'll Will. And then he's like, all right, can he be Bailey? Can they do the little Barnum-Bailey skit? And then he, she said, no. Um, two other people are going to do a weird little physical comedy skit instead. 
That's 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 I'm not salty, but uh, <laughs> that's rough. It doesn't matter. I was sick for that show anyways, so it wouldn't have been good. But um, yeah. So yes, do you want to talk about Kang? And we'll just talk about Kang first, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we can work our way around. Time's a construct. Um. So the song I played at the top. I I usually edit those in later, but I actually wanted you guys to hear it before mm-hmm. we talked. I it's literally been in my head since like I watched the yeah. episode, and I hope that that like musical, like motifs and everything. I hope that's like the Kang kind of theme. Yeah. And about I I really like that, but about Kang and and especially that scene. If you are on TikTok on the Marvel side of TikTok, you have seen this. But if you play. The last episode of WandaVision, the last episode of this, at the exact same time, started at the exact same time, it lines up perfectly when Wanda gets her powers to when Kang kind of drops that look on his face and the timeline begins to branch. Mm-hmm. So Wanda was actually the one who caused him, his whole perception to be like, I can't do this. Like, I don't know what's going right. to happen She's anymore. The one who this crazy redhead's going to kill me. <laughs> it syncs up perfectly. Yeah, it's Perfect. at like twenty-seven minutes and fifty seconds or something. Yeah, it, I um, it is incredible, like how they plan that ahead and. I do. I do remember. I saw someone point that out, but that was before. Like I saw it actually pointed out that it's like that they happen at the same like actual like time code in yeah. the shows. Because I saw someone be like, "Oh, when Kang looks away, he sent Wanda." I'm like, "No, he didn't." Like right. this is before I knew that happened at the same time. I'm like, he just looked in the corner because he's fucking weird. <laughs> like. But He's he just space Willy Wonka. He was realizing, because during that episode, he was like, I know what's going to happen. I know exactly how you're going to go. But then, at that moment, he doesn't. Yeah. And then he gives them the choice of, like... Because if... There's a whole thing that's like, okay, if they let this continue, it's still going to get fucked up. Yeah. And he's like, if you kill me, then other of me, other, like, variants of me, will be able to fight that. Uh-huh. You know? It's like, it's for his benefit that he was killed. He yeah. wanted to be killed. Because either way, the timeline would have gone off. Right. right. Because we saw it branching before Sylvie stabbed him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. let's chat about Sylvie. Who yes. the fuck is that? Well, shouldn't we chat about... Oh, there's yeah. there's still more Kang stuff to chat about, I think. Yeah. I okay. Yeah. Let's talk I mean, about I was Kang. saying we should chat a little bit about Loki, because that's the show. Is it? <laughs> yeah, we'll get around to it. Is it? We'll... we'll Jump to Sylvie, and I mean, with Kang, I mean, I mean, we pretty much said, I mean, he is well, Kang the Conqueror variant. I mean, he makes Thanos look like a fucking ant. So yeah, yeah. I um, what was I gonna say? I am what? Oh, I, I oh okay. <laughs> you can I will hold the okay. That's still a weird. I've never seen anyone do that before. Like and how ADHD just makes me like remember. I, when I touch <laughs> it, like a physical thing. I um. That's so my nose when I try to remember. <laughs> do you think that? Uh, just for lack of a better term, the time Hitler statue Kang we see at the end of the show is gonna be the Kang we see in Ant Man, or you think we're gonna get like? No. I think he might be if if the. Well, because the interesting thing to me mm. is, I mean, I guess I don't quite. I also don't have understanding of that. One. I was sorry. I was thinking of the other one. Yes. About like. <laughs> chronophysics or whatever would be the term to describe it. Yeah. But my assumption, watching the show at least, was that the TVA existed like outside of time. Yes. But Quantum Realm. Maybe, but you like see it in the Quantum Realm when... I 
I've never even believed that. I mean, I guess they've been said, yeah, that's a city. But, like, I still don't think that the TVA is in the quantum realm. Well, the time I think doesn't it is. really work in the quantum realm. That's the only place where time doesn't work the same way as it does on the outside. So where else would it be? Literally, like, outside of time and space. Like, no, that's what I assumed it was. I think it's got to be in the quantum realm for no other reason than Kang is a villain of Quantumania. Well, because, yeah, my thing, though, is... Maybe that's the other TVA. Well, so my that's that was what my question was because the issue for me was I always assumed the TVA existed like outside of time, right? Because nothing about the time pad, the temp pads, made it seem like they were shrinking. And I mean, I guess like you know, fucking thirty first century, maybe you can just walk through a doorway and be small. But like, yeah. nothing about okay. that screamed shrinking to me. Well, maybe it's not necessarily shrinking as it is just kind of like it's in this own little bubble inside of the quantum realm because it's kind of like... But, like, even in Endgame, it's established they need pim particles to time travel. So, like, that was my thing. Okay. And, but my problem would be if the quantum realm... Or not quantum realm. If the TVA exists outside of time, then presumably Kang, whatever Kang we see at the in the statue at the end, mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to, like changed that well there's a whole thing that i i read and that i heard about is that there's a theory that in dr strange when the ancient one is talking about uh the sanctum essentially oh one sanctum fell you look at the window on that on the citadel where he's sitting it looks very very close to the windows on the sanctums and that it looks very much like a fallen sanctum and she talks about you know Dormammu is also outside of time he's in this different dimension and if that is a part of the dark dimension where that fell because she draws power from that from that timeline from the dark dimension all of this junk you know she knows the multiverse exists but right. how would she know that that also goes into what I was going to say about how it's not that he so sylvie didn't create the multiverse when she stabbed him it was already there she just stopped released them regulating from the sacred it. timeline because the sacred timeline right. is its own thing that kang isolated because you look at like the opening credits or the opening music it's it's all of the different voices and different stuff yeah. with the song in the background and that's only in this timeline so this is that isolated timeline that they're on and then they just broke out of the isolated timeline it's not nobody created the multiverse because the Ancient One already knew it was there, so... But also, like, for me, the Ancient One has nebulous degrees about what she does and doesn't know. Because, on the one hand, they like to, uh... They, it seemed to me as though, initially, what their pitch about the Ancient One was was that she knew all that will transpire. Like, she's gazed into the future, that's so Raven style, and she knows everything that's gonna happen. Yeah. But then, like, in an endgame, when they go back in time... Mark Ruffalo is all, you better give me that time stone because Doctor Strange mm-hmm. gave it to Thanos. And she's well, like, what do you mean he gave it to Thanos? She says very specifically that she stops seeing what happens after she dies. Oh. She can only see up until she dies. Then and that's liar. why she knew it was time for her to die instead of continue trying to live and on. And also she, she was saying, like, there's a whole theory that she is like, I don't know, that TVA might be something like else sketchy because she was saying how she's personally prevented multiple things it, like she's prevented multiple terrible futures that's what she said but none of them it all turns out the same because she, she says i always end up here right when she's um vibing uh, at the hospital she's vibing at the hospital she says i always end up here i prevented multiple like horrible futures but i've always ended up here 
And that is only something that her or the TVA could do because the TVA's whole job is preventing those futures. Right. It's keeping that timeline. So I feel like she's an agent of this. She was an agent of the secret timeline because right. she knows about the multiverse and she's prevented things from happening that right. would branch off. She could have connections to He Who Remains or, or whatever. Somebody else. Because I mean, yeah. she draws power from Dormammu or from the Dark Dimension. So it's right. kind of like, is that also connected? Because also the colors from that and also just the in Doctor Strange I mean that looked very similar to a lot of stuff in the quantum realm if you look at that right. that looked yeah. very similar to where they were at the Citadel like yeah, it's very connected it's all kind of connected it's yeah. very interesting but yeah so like I was saying um, the thing that I think I've come around to is yeah. I guess the TVA is maybe in the quantum realm or like some because presumably what we see at the end is a different timelines TVA yeah yes so, mm-hmm. but that wouldn't be possible if it existed outside of time. Right. right? Yeah. Right. So It couldn't have been changed if it existed outside of time. I'm interested to see what, um, how to explain this, uh, what this other TVA does. Because, I mean, like... Because... Well, because if... Yeah. With the timekeepers, they, they, uh, they, or the one, he who remains created the timekeepers as a way to, like... I guess keep his anonymity, I would say, just to be like, have, give them a figure, you know? Yeah. Right. It, it's not himself, because for him, it wasn't necessarily selfish. It was like, I'm trying He's to- like, I'm the least evil king. Exactly. Like, he was like, he's, it's not selfish for him, because he wasn't trying to be the leader. In this other TVA, he is. Yeah. And that makes him, right. like, evil, which is scary, because right. you're like, oh, I don't know, like, what- Right. He, he who remains was very specifically, like, the, the sacred timeline is a timeline where I am the- Kang that exists because all the other Kangs are terrible and I am the least terrible Kang. Yeah. I'm I'm the least time Hitlery of all of us. Right. Yeah. I um I am interested to see what you know this I mean, you know, we presume we don't know what this other Kang is like, but he's probably evil, yeah. Oh, um, more than likely. Uh I'm interested to see what this Kang uses the TPA for exactly. Yeah. Cause I feel like it has a similar purpose, but it's like skewed in a Way. Well, yeah, he's probably like I don't even know what he would do. But he can't be trying to prohibit the multiverse. I guess yeah. he could just be like I don't even know what he could use it for. I'm like I can like maybe it's not the TVA though because they didn't mention that it was the TVA. It looked like it. And I mean, I think the same architecture and everything. But I mean, I mean, I guess Agent said, whatever her n- number is still had, like yeah. the TVA uniform. Like and it's then still said. He was also like, oh, you're like a something analyst. You're an analyst. So they didn't ever. I mean, it could be, but also it might not be called the TVA, because the time variance right. authority implies that they're trying to keep a timeline, you know? But, like, maybe it's something else. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Alright. Sylvie. Yeah. Sylvie. The main character of this show. <laughs> I... Well, starting off, I think it's it's important that we go into... Starting with Loki going into their relationship, because that is a big thing. Sure. Not the fact that they're the same person, that's a whole other conversation. But, like, just that starting off with Loki is like you see a lot more of his true character in this and starting off in the first episode when he watches his life his entire life watching the people that he loved that he's always craved for this attention to actually care for him and when he watches the tape his life doesn't end until Thor is over his body you know he watches his mother die he watches people who actually care about him though he watches these relationships that he's always wanted to have 
but never got to, and that's what gets him so emotional. He yeah. gets him to change and starts working with him because he's like, I, I want to be purpose. It's his like yeah. glorious purpose has changed, and he is always burdened with. Uh, I'm saying burdened, glorious, like <laughs> he's burdened with the thing where he's like, he's a Loki. People are always going to look at him as a liar, as Mobius does, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like that really creates an interesting connection because he literally has nothing because he doesn't have his family anymore and that's what his whole character is about you know he's not inherently an evil person he just has always wanted acceptance from people right but he's never got it and he finds sylvie as somebody and then he ends up following her because they're in that supermarket and he's fighting with her telling her like this isn't like you gotta stop this because he wants to do the right thing but he ends up following her because he's like this is a connection i can have and when they are on lamentus Mm -hmm. that's where it shifts because like i had not thought about this before and why that timeline branched because on lamentus they are trying to get to the big spaceship. This is like the third episode. Yeah. They're trying to get to the big spaceship to get off because they're like, oh, I nobody survives here because they accidentally went there and broke the tempad. But then they're there. They realize that they're stuck there. And initially, the reason why people thought it branched was because they had a connection and that they were like falling for each other. But the real reason why it branched was because Loki's are not able to die essentially because they were there accepting their death you look at every movie that loki is in he we think he dies but he doesn't die because loki's can't fucking right. die and even the one time when he does die it wasn't him like accepting 